Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode nine. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what it means to be unstoppable. So the word unstoppable for me isn't about pushing, striving, doing more, achieving more, being more. It isn't about more at all. It's actually about recognizing what my heart desires. It's about recognizing who I am on the inside. It's about recognizing how I see myself and learning every day to see myself more clearly because there are always layers that each of us need to peel back in order to be able to understand ourselves and then be able to choose our path that we're going to walk down with way more confidence because we've got clarity on who we are, why we do what we do and where we're headed. And I think when it comes to being unstoppable, how I would describe being unstoppable is by living your truth. Because I don't want you to be unstoppable living the life I'm choosing for myself. I don't want you to be unstoppable in your leadership based on a model of leadership that we've seen in many corporates, which is dominated by white alpha males. I don't want you to choose a model of living your life and being unstoppable based on what you see society tell you to do or how you think you should show up based on what other people are suggesting based on their influence. What I want you to get present to is what does your truth look like? What is your version of being unstoppable? What would it mean to you to be able to connect with your heart and choose a destination for yourself that was in alignment with who you are? Taking you back to 2016, I'd moved from England to Australia a year before And in 2016, I found myself working for what I can now describe as a narcissist. I say now because at the time I didn't have narcissist in my vocabulary. It certainly wasn't something I knew the meaning of and I didn't know what the indications of what a narcissist would look like would be. But that was certainly what I experienced. I found myself working for someone who on the one hand would pick me up and on the other hand would drop me down, make me feel great and then make me feel like I was the worst contributor of value that had been come across. And it was an interesting time because a year earlier when I'd moved from England to Australia, I did so because my marriage attended. And at that time I found myself feeling 
a loss of identity, a loss of identity because I was no longer a wife and a partner and I had to start questioning who I was. So I, like many people do, attached their identity to their corporate career. And for me, my career became my focus. It gave my life meaning and it gave me that sense of I matter because I'm doing something of value. I'm making a difference and that my life counts for something. All I've ever wanted to measure my life by is the accomplishment of getting married and having babies. So to find myself facing a single life in 2014 and then moving across the other side of the world to start over to then have a narcissist ultimately have me feeling like my chosen identity as a senior finance executive in a corporate career, being challenged, being diminished, I certainly found myself feeling incredibly uncomfortable. And when I say uncomfortable, that's putting it mildly. I found myself actually losing more of my identity then for the second time than I had the first time. And I felt these familiar feelings of not feeling valuable enough, not feeling that I was worthy, not feeling that I was good enough and questioning what I brought to the table. And I say familiar because in my early 20s, I had also experienced bullying from a female leader that was my boss's boss at the time. And at the time, I remember with that particular episode that I had a female leader that was threatened by my ambition, my drive, my ability to have a really clear picture of what I wanted for my life, which was getting married, having a family and having a successful corporate career. And I remember with that experience, I found myself battling for many, many years to prove my worth to someone who was never going to give me their approval. And so when I had this experience with this narcissist boss in in 2016, because of the familiarity that I had already had of my journey to try and prove my value and my worth to a leader in my 20s who was never going to give me her approval, and then feeling a loss of identity when my marriage ended, to then be facing it for the third time, I found myself making a decision and accepting that this was it. This was going to be the last time that someone else was going to have license over my worth. And I think when we actually allow ourselves to sit back, we can see very, very clearly, and I'm sure you will too, that we often anchor our sense of worth, our value into other people's opinions of us. I remember that moment clearly, not necessarily what I was doing or where I was exactly or what room I felt that in. But what I remember very clearly was the feeling, the feeling of the decision that I'd made that said, enough, I am not going to be at the mercy of poor leadership again, and nor will I attach my worth to your opinion of me. Because my narrative was, how can I be the same person And in one moment, be a hero. And in the next moment, be feeling like I'd gone from hero to zero. And when I had that clarity, that moment of clear decision that this was it, the game changed. 
And what I mean by that is we often tell ourselves we need to do more, be more and achieve more. And we're forever on this treadmill of more, 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 more. And it can be exhausting. I've already talked through the seven mistakes that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. So I won't go into those again. But what's fair to say is I made plenty of those mistakes. And I think when I made that decision, it was finally saying enough already. Things have got to change and you're going to choose a new path for yourself. And for the first time, I felt free. I felt completely and utterly liberated in the way that no leader could ever have a hold on my sense of value again. And it was a powerful experience. And I can only see that now looking back and remembering that feeling, how defining that moment was in terms of changing the trajectory of the way I show up for myself today and the path I've taken subsequently. And the thing is, we often do put so many expectations on ourselves from our outside world. This idea of, you know, who we should be based on what our work colleagues think of us, what our leaders think of us, what strangers on Instagram might be doing and the lives that they're living and what society expects of us as females in society or in corporate environments as female leaders. We put so many expectations on ourselves on who we should be, how we should show up, what we should be saying, what we should be doing. We find ourselves often using masculine energy. And what I mean by that is we use masculine energy to get shit done. It's all about doing more and achieving more. It's about pushing for something. It's about striving. It's about essentially action, action, action. And that's exhausting when we find ourselves trying to people please and to do more in order to be more, in order to achieve more. This idea of what unstoppable means is ultimately warped. And I think in that moment, when I made that decision to not let myself be at the mercy of someone else's opinion of me, my idea of what it meant to be unstoppable as a female leader completely and utterly changed. I recognized first and foremost, I needed to back myself. I needed to invest in myself to make the change. I had been in a corporate career, reliant very much on my business, choosing to make the investment in me at a time that was suitable for them. Without really ever asking the questions as to, was what I was doing in alignment with what I wanted? Was I getting joy from what I was doing every single day? Did the development that I was having invested in me actually support my direction in the future and where I wanted to go? So what I got present to very quickly was that I needed to discover my identity for myself again. I needed to figure out what would make me really clear about what I wanted and then determine my path forward from getting clear on that vision. And I think that's the key is to have a vision of your life that you can anchor yourself to so that you can get clear on who you want to be and therefore how you're going to show up to support that vision coming to life. For me, that realization came after spending time investing in personal coaching, having a realization that where my joy came from wasn't actually 
what I was doing in terms of my corporate career up until that point. I'd spent 17 years in finance and whilst I was good at it, it didn't make my heart sing. It didn't make me super, super excited to get up every day and crunch some more numbers and do some more modeling or to get some real clear ideas of, you know, where the business should be investing its time for growth. And what I realized then was my passion as I went through that coaching assignment, when I went through a professional speaking program for a year to actually learn about myself was that I had this love of writing and I found myself starting my own blog. I had this love of poetry, which got me writing my first lot of poetry, which has resulted in me publishing a book called Healing After Heartbreak, which incorporates my poetry and healings. I found that I had a really strong creative side, which meant that I could create content and materials that helped educate so that people could learn. I found that I actually had a love of teaching and guiding as well as doing more in the space of personal development than I'd ever done. And I think when you allow yourself to discover who you are, the richness of the journey of life is really then discovered. And it was interesting if I share one story of getting my first coach what he actually said to me was, Glenn, if you had your time again, I don't think you would have chosen finance because all of your passions, your interests and your enjoyment factor is definitely more in the creative space. So whether that's writing, whether that's music, whether that's the arts really, which was interesting because in my mind, I had no interest in the arts. But I think I see now that actually my creativity is all about being a strategic person. And that was one of my core areas of comfort in my corporate career. And I think when I realize it's actually what I've got is a knack for bigger picture thinking, being able to see a vision of the future that others can't see, get super excited about people and helping them connect to who they are and where they want to be, that I could see that the reason I'd done well in my career was due to the relationships that I'd forge and the connections that I'd made in the way I showed up. But actually the joy that I got wasn't from the doing of the work. It was about making a difference in their worlds. And I think when you realize what it is that gets you excited, then that's where the clarity around what being unstoppable really means is for you. And that is where I am going to leave this episode today is to say, choose your version of unstoppable by living your truth and then you will be unstoppable. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be.